Welcome to Season 4 of the Powered by Rock Podcast. We'll bring you the best stories in rock music with a focus on highlighting independent rock musicians and their music from all over the world. No, rock music isn't dead. It's getting better and better. It's just time for you to start paying attention again. With that said, let's get this party started. The mountain's gonna rise and fall by me. Hello and welcome to the Powered by Rock podcast. We're going to be speaking with Pedro Aida of the supergroup punk band Fire Sale today. Fire Sale may be a pretty new band, but the members of the band are anything but punk rock noobs. The band consists of Matt Riddle of Face to Face, Polly and No Use for Name fame, Chris Swinney from formerly of the Ataris, Matt Morris and Pedro himself from Amberetta, who's been playing guitar in that band for a while. I have the privilege and honor of speaking with Pedro today, who is the lead vocalist for Fire Sale. Uh, and to talk about the the newest two song EP they just released, and to talk about some of the inner workings of you know working in a punk band these days. So hey, Pedro, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, how's it going? Happy good, to be good. here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking the time because I know like I just like the reason why my voice sounds weird. In case anybody's ever wondering, like not that people give a shit about me because I don't talk that much during these things anyway. But I just got done from three days of punk rock bowling and uh, yelling to people while music's playing kind of takes it out of your yeah. voice for a while. <laughs> And you also have but, that post festival. There's the post festival flu. Yeah, yeah, you probably. You just exhaustion, depression, hangover, yeah. and then you're three there. strains of COVID in me right now too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I kind of want to open this up by kind of asking the first and most obvious question because I think people like you know there's not a lot of information on the internet. Like I kind of you know, did deep research as much as I could. And I have like the press release and stuff like that. But, um, you know, the, the first question I ask is obviously it's pretty clear that Matt's no longer in like the bands that he was in. Uh, Chris is no longer in the Ataris, but as far as I know, you're still in Amberetta, right? Or like, am I, are you now? Yeah. Well, uh, ironically, um, Amberetta is playing their last ever show, um, next Saturday, oh, okay. uh, June 10th. So nice. uh, if you're going to be in the Richmond area uh, by yourself, I don't know when this is coming out, but <laughs> it should be. Yeah, it'll be right before that. So, yeah. OK, so if you uh, if you're around Richmond, you want to catch Amberetta's last show ever um, hit up, uh, hit up Amberetta uh, on the socials and you'll get a ticket link there. Um, there's some cool bands playing that show. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be there because um, uh, I have a conflict with the Iron Roses. Um, which is another band I play guitar and gotcha. play rhythm guitar in the Iron Roses. We're going to be in Detroit, and that was a non-negotiable sort of um, contractual obligation for me. So, if you don't go, you're out of the band. Is that what you're not saying? Not so much that, but it's just a lot, <laughs> a lot of things riding almost performing at this thing. Sure. So, sure. Um, uh, so we got my buddy Kevin to fill in on guitar. Um, so, yeah, as of now, I guess you could say I'm no longer an Amberetta. Um, cause I won't be participating in the last show. Um, my, my main bands that I, besides fire sale right now are, uh, the iron roses, um, and shot clock. Okay. And you're still, so you still actively play in those bands are still recording. Like, how do you juggle all those? Mm -hmm. like, like... Um, well, fortunately it's like fire sale <laughs> so far has been mostly a writing project. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously recording and releasing. We've only played the, the one show in Dallas uh, last uh, April, I believe, or mm -hmm. yeah, early May. I forget. Time is a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was recently. It was in the, within the last like two months. We played, we went down to Dallas to film a music video, um, which comes out next Friday, the 9th of June. And uh, we, we met for the first time in person, all four of us. Uh, we rehearsed. Uh, we took some pictures, shot a music video and played a show all in two yeah. days. Yeah. I was going to say, cause like, it's weird. Cause we were just talking right before this, like how the hell did you guys all find each other? Cause you're not anywhere geographically near each other. Yeah. And I was like, is this like you, you kind of reached out or like you have crossed paths, but like you just um, said, you just met for the first time in person. So yeah, the, the central hub for how we all met was through Chris's podcast. Um, Chris, our guitarist has a podcast called that yep. one time on tour. Yep. And I became a fan of the podcast and a follower of the podcast sometime around early 2020, late 2019. 
And I had hit up Chris on Instagram just saying, hey, I enjoy your podcast. Just want to say that, you know, I that I'm enjoying it and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, and he was he had responded that, oh, um, he had uh, played with Amberetta in the past with other his other bands. And I think he even like they gave him a hoodie for some reason. I forget. He let him stay at their house or something. There was a story before I was in Amberetta. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just kind of kept in touch about that. Nothing about playing music together. And um, when he uh, he wrote a song and he uh, got Matt Riddle to play bass on it. And um, he did sort of a, a a contest, you could say. He put out to his listeners, he wrote a song. If you want to submit your vocals, it, you know, you, it'll be a fun idea. You know, it's a pandemic thing. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, I was one of many to submit. And he, we just clicked. He liked what I did with his song. And, you know, he would send me the stems. I would record them here in my studio. And uh, he just liked what I did. So we, we um, put together a band. And it wasn't really a band, I would say. It was like, hey, let's do this again. Let's have different people play on it. Almost like yeah. a, like a, you know, fun. Each song will be different people. And it ended up being Matt on everything. Of course, Chris played guitar. I sang. Um, we've gone through a, few, a couple of different drummers in the, since the inception. Yeah. But um, we eventually uh, knew uh, Matt Morris through his um, Descendants tribute stuff he does um, on on YouTube. And uh, yeah, and that's so far solidified the lineup and that's kind of how we got started yeah and i know obviously you know when when you know a band starts to get together like in general like you know it's it's a pretty awkward it's like we're all like you know over 35 40 years old mm -hmm. and it's like it's kind of awkward like how do you start a band with guys that are like older now it's like yeah. how do you make friends with adult males it's weird but <laughs> um, was there any like trepidation for you with like working with like Matt and Chris and then obviously that you know those former members like Tim from Pro Protest the Hero and Tucker mm -hmm. from Thursday and all these other guys that you know you're bringing in and out but um was it for you was just like well I'm not actually working with them I'm kind of like doing on my own yeah well that's kind of what it was it was just uh <laughs> hey here's another song idea uh, when you get to it you know write some lyrics and sing it and send us the files yeah. so it's very it was very like this isn't real kind of thing yeah <laughs> you know like i wasn't it was cool that those other guys that have notoriety were playing in the band and i was stoked about that but i never thought it would turn into like releasing like you know really releasing music and playing shows and stuff at that time yeah. um so it wasn't hard for me to it wasn't it didn't seem like a lot of commitment so i, I didn't have to worry about it clashing with other things i'm doing or whatever for me it was kind of a cool outlet to to write melodies and lyrics um, to songs that I wouldn't normally write in that style. So it was kind of, yeah. it's been fun to, to do it for, for these guys. Um, yeah. Now, clearly the style is, is music I've listened to for years and years, but it's just not the style of bands I've been in or written in, uh, you know, over the past 20 years. So it was cool yeah. to, um, to go back and, and dig deep on my teenage influences to, uh, to um, make something cool. And so far yeah. everyone's been happy with what I do. So as long as they like it, I'll stick around. Yeah, I mean, the vocals are great. So I don't know all the bands that you play in, but I know, Amberetti, you're playing lead guitar. Are you singing mm -hmm. in the other bands that you're in? or? Yeah, um, in the Iron Roses, I sing harmonies. Okay. Um, and I play rhythm guitar. Um, in Amberetti, I played lead guitar and sang backups. Um, and then Shot Clock is my three-piece pop-punk band Okay. Um, that I've been doing about as long as Fire Sale. Um, okay. And I sing lead in that band. We're a three-piece. So I sing lead okay. and play guitar. Yeah, so like... I mean, your vocals are great. Like for a person that hasn't been like leading, uh, like the front man of a band for a long time. Like, was mm -hmm. that weird that you're now like kind of the front person for a band? Yeah, in that sense. Yeah, it's weird to sing and not play guitar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been singing and playing guitar and fronting bands since high since middle school. I want to say. Yeah. Uh, but I hadn't, I hadn't sung lead guitar in a band since. 2003 <laughs> and because like, back in 2003 i sounds exactly I like my life right there like i used to sing and playing in bands but i haven't done it for a long time and it would be weird to kind of go back and do it now mm -hmm. like my high school band eventually you know i sang and wrote for that and I, we broke up you know when i was like 21 or 22 and then when i moved to richmond i in 2003 i i was working in a studio and i had a lot of time to kind of write my own material so i did a little solo project and we played some shows so i sang for that 
but that was when that ended and turned into, you know, being hired to be in other bands. Um, you know, I just hadn't, I hadn't written a lyric or anything until 2019 when, when I started shot clock with a buddy of mine. Nice. Yeah. It's very interesting when that, mm-hmm. what you get that like second surge. Like I talked with uh, yeah. Tim from uh, urethane, who's in a band with Steve Caballero. And I was like, you've always been like a guitar player. Like how do you now just transfer into like a, a lead role and, and mm-hmm. singing and stuff? And it's, it's just an interesting concept. Cause I'm like, you kind of, you don't lose it obviously because you're singing all the time like you're playing mm-hmm. by yourself and, and singing and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it's just a different concept of like now i have more yeah. than one thing or i gotta focus on this thing yeah. that i haven't been focusing on right it's and you're the front person so you have to be a lot more you're you know not just the singing and the playing but being some yeah. kind of you know having some kind of personality and presence on yeah. stage more than just kind of chilling in the back and rocking out, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> kicking yeah, like every goddamn bass player in the world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's funny. In uh, in 2018, um, there's a, there's a, a organization in here in Richmond uh, called punks for presence and they do uh, Christmas and then Christmas in July events every year where bands do tributes of other bands. Yeah. And then name them th- something holiday or winter themed. Gotcha. You know, like Slayer with a Slay, S-L-E-I-G-H. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they'll play a Slayer tribute sh- set and they'll change the lyrics to be Christmassy or not change the lyrics at all. Yeah. Um, and I finally participated in one and we did face to face. We did we did uh we did Slay to Face. <laughs> That's funny. And uh <clears throat> and so that and I sang in that and we did a three-piece thing and you know, I had like a little 25 minute set and that was the first time I'd sung a show. And I think that inspired me to start writing and doing a new project uh, uh, just a year later. Nice. Um, yeah. Need something to kickstart you back in, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just fun to play a show and sing. And I hadn't done it in, you know, almost 20 years. So it was yeah. cool to, uh, to uh, dive back in. It kind of gave me the bug, you know, give me the bug. Yeah. I wanted to start, wanted sure. to do it again. So that's when I started uh, Shot Clock. Um, yeah. Late 2019. Me and some friends went down to Fest in Gainesville, and we came back and we were like, "Hey, let's start a band and go play the next fest." And that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened. That's we were awesome. like, All right, we have a year. We, if we write songs in the next few months and release an EP. We can uh, we can like you know submit to get on the festival, and, and of course we did. Um, you make it sound so fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amberetta had played fest a bunch of times in the past. Yeah. So we sort of uh, dropped that name a lot when submitting, and uh, we had some connections there. So we were able to get on the 2021 fest. Well, it was a 2020 fest, but obviously that didn't happen. So yeah, uh, 2021 yeah. is when when uh, we got to play. So that was that was cool. And by that point, you know, Firesoul had had submitted some songs and kind of had that 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 started rolling. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about the music because it's fucking mm-hmm. ripping, right? Like the song of Fools Aaron is is a pretty mm-hmm. top notch song. Uh, pretty pretty hard to you know go wrong when you have like really talented musicians going Mm -hmm. together and stuff like that but obviously you were saying uh chris kind of wrote the first song are you guys sharing writing duties or are you writing Um, or how's it going i think i think fool's (laughs) errand is that's matt riddle's song okay i know he said something about how he started playing the bass line i wasn't sure yeah the actual song so that's an old song of his at least that bass line and part of it i think both both those songs, if my memory serves me, are on the new uh, single. But uh, Fool's Errand, ironically, was a song that, uh, you know, Matt just didn't like anymore. He didn't think it had any life. And he was like, if you want to do something with it, we can bring it back to life, see if see if it works. So I chopped it up a little bit and, you know, added the, the melody and, and the vocals and sent it back to him. And, and, and he loved it. He was like, yeah. you know, happy to that his song that he had given up on was revived and ha- kind of had a new light on it. Um, yeah. So it's turned into a song, our poppiest song, and a song that people seem to really uh, have responded well to. So um, it's cool that you know we we did that out of a song that was essentially on the back burner. Yeah. Was that the music video that you guys are putting out? Is for that song? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to come out. We said soon. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's going to come out uh, Friday, June 9th. Oh, nice. Perfect. So, so this is in the morning or at noon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, we'll be on the lookout for that. It'll be on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and everything. Very cool. And then obviously, you know, this, this band for a lot of people, when I, when I first heard it, I was like, it's pretty skate punk 
like mm-hmm. themed, but it's it's it feels like it's more evolved, right? It's not just like you know mm-hmm. the '90s classic skate punk. It's got more layers. It's more melodic. It's more yeah know, technically savvy than a punk band would put out back in the '90s. So, what's mm-hmm. kind of the 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 thing that you you kind of see with the band that kind of separates it from other like maybe skate punk or punk bands in general? Yeah, it's got that. Uh, you know, right <laughs> now we only have one song that we've written that has that that fat wreck drum beat so we we uh it's more it's more mid-tempo i would say um uh chris swinney's influences are very diverse yeah he loves i mean he loves obviously the the fat wreck epitaphs sound as influences in his youth but he he really loves metal yeah and his favorite band is metallica he's seen them play like 15 times or something like that <laughs> maybe more i could be way underestimating that you single-handedly pay for Lars's house or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so uh, that, and, you know, I, when I get the song, the the layout is mostly done in the verses and the choruses and the bridges and all that and the riffs. And I, what I do is I bring it up, pull it up in my program, and, I, you know, I'll say, hey, you know, this verse is way too long. This chorus is too long. Let's make it up. Let's add a pre-chorus. Let's chop this pre-chorus in half. And it's kind of based on the melody and the lyrics and how I want it to go. Yeah, and so I'll chop up chop up the song, add my lyrics, and then you know eventually I'll re-record it with the new edits. Um, right. So you kind of also like I, producing the songs after yeah. they kind of finish as well. Yeah, right? exactly. Because I that's what I do. Um, you know, when I'm not playing music, I'm I'm recording bands or nice. mixing or or producing. So I I like to come at these songs with a different mentality, not just a vocalist, but also yeah. uh, you know in a way direct the 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 flow of the song. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like Chris is great at writing riffs and parts and being creative. And I'll sort of kind of like trim the fat, as we say, yeah. where like, hey, let's keep the song flowing. No stop. If you notice that the song has barely any, any, it always goes from one section to the next without too much just uh, filler. And if there's any part in the song where I feel like there should be more just space, I'll just tell Chris to do a guitar solo because he's a really good yeah. guitar player. He's yeah. a shredder. I'm like, you got to shred, man. Do a solo. Come on. Yeah. Um, I can't sing the whole time. My voice won't last live. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's only 14 um, words in this thing. Come on. Now you're going to have to. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm very big on, on repeating lines and this and that, you know, um, yeah. just keep it simple. Um, but uh, I feel like as far as influences go, you know, I, I don't want to sound like no effects. I don't want to sound like, you know, a recycled version of, of that fat wreck sound. It's been done a million times. I'd like yeah. to add a little more creativity into it or blend other influences. Um, and we all come from different backgrounds. Like Matt, uh, Matt Riddle and Chris love metal music and old school punk and all that. Um, I like folk and Americana um, as, you know, as well as punk, of course. But uh, I think I'm, I'm a little younger than them. So I, I you know, kind of got a little bit of the early 90s emo buzz. Yeah. Um, that I that I like to pull from. I love bands like Get Up Kids, Jimmy Eat World, um, yeah. things like that. Um, and I'm also more into uh, a lot into newer, newer, younger bands that are coming out, doing really cool things. Um, especially bands you might see at like Fest and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Menzingers, um, stuff like that. Um, I like how you say the Menzingers are younger. I mean, they are younger than the you know the yeah headliners I mean, of like, but... major tours, but yeah. Right. I mean, they're uh, been around for a while. Right. If we're talking about bands that we are, we are drawing influences from, you know, you're going back to, you know, 90s stuff. So talking about guys in their late 40s, 50s. Yeah. um, Where I, I say younger when I say Menzingers because they're probably in their mid 30s to late 30s. Exactly. (laughs) Um, That's still young comparatively. Yeah. Yeah, but there's also so many bands that are doing really cool stuff that are that are young, like for sure it was back back in the day. Um, and it's a lot of people get older, they get jaded and they don't give younger bands the respect that they deserve. Um, so I try to keep my, as much as possible to keep my ear on the pulse, especially here in Richmond, a lot of cool bands coming up. Um, and also bands, you know, um, making things happen. Um, so yeah, um, the way it kind of works out, um, so far has, has been really cool and people have really, I mean, like. I've been in lots of bands that have done cool things, cool tours, cool shows. Um, but just lately with uh, the attention we've gotten as a band that has never, you know, has only played one show. Yeah. Is, is I'm just like, wow, people like it. Cool. 
and, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I always thought it was good, but you know, I've been in so many bands that are good and no one gives a shit, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. um, so yeah, I guess just, you know, Chris is a good, uh, Chris has always been a good marketer and a good, uh, he really hustles for the band. So I always, uh, always give him that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of one thing that I actually do kind of like, a. am starting a new mini series with this podcast about how mm-hmm. like you can start to promote yourself. Cause most musicians aren't very good at running a business. So like they don't right. realize that their band is a business and if they really want yep. to actually make money as a career from their music, mm-hmm. they have to start running things like that. Yep. Um, so kind of like, obviously like Chris is doing it with like his podcast. He's, he's been doing, mm-hmm. you know, music for years, but was, is there anything like any piece of advice for like young bands that maybe you would have that like, here's, here's like the best thing you can do for your band is this when you first starting out. So that way you can actually start to kind of propel yourself towards a kind of career. Yeah. I mean, as far as uh, the business side of it, um, I've been in so many bands that you just, you know, you go on tour or you go play some out of town shows and you just put, you put money in the gas tank from your card and you don't think about it. And then next thing you know, you're spending a lot of your own money yeah. to make the band, which is understandable, but you should, even at the smallest level, you should treat your band like a business and make sure that the band is paying for itself, even if it's breaking even. Yeah. Um, I would say don't bite more than you can chew. Um, you know, start local, not not too much. I don't like when bands play every weekend in their own hometown. You, know, you yeah. should be playing, uh, you know, six times a year max in your own. In yeah, your I, own, say once uh, I would say less. Yeah. Every six <laughs> weeks is, is my rule with, with my band from Richmond, Shot Clock, every yeah. six weeks. Um, just it's tough to fill a show when you're playing every all the time. Yeah, right? And, right. And we'll only play, you know, like every six weeks if we get offered something cool and happens yeah. to be, you know, six weeks after. We really only play Richmond four or five times a year. But um, anyways, uh, I would say don't stretch yourself too thin. You don't need to do six-week tours when no one knows who the hell you are. Um, do weekenders, do Thursday through Sunday. Do those once every six weeks, once every two months. Um, we do them quarterly. We try to do one at the beginning of the year, summer, fall, and then winter. Yeah. Um, we try to do different areas, like go slightly north, go slightly west, go slightly south. Um, pick one out-of-town market that's – within a reasonable drive to play yeah. a lot yeah. make it your second make it your second hometown yeah exactly. um, like we love going down to norfolk that's an hour and a half from here i mean yeah. it's very regional but we have we have lots of friends there and we've made friends with the bands and the venues there um and it's just nice to have a, a second place you can go out of town and play um i would say get really cool merch a lot of bands you go see them and they have like one black t-shirt and some stickers um what's done the best for us i mean i'm talking about shot clock now since we're talking yeah. about shows um only saying that because i'm that's that's my band and i manage it um is have cool merch we have like six different t-shirts right now i think um and you see a lot of bigger torn bands only have two or three um yeah. and that's fine but make cool merch like have fun people buy cool designs they don't really care about your band's name on it you know, yeah. unless they're a huge fan, unless they're a huge fan of the band, they're not going to buy anything. But you get, we play bars and some drunk guy will be like, that's a cool shirt. I want it. And, you know, we've made decent money um, and, you know, gas money, hotel money from more from selling merch than from shows. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, set I mean, up your online store, set up your shipping uh, stuff. You know, I bought a label maker. We have a big cartel store. Um, I use shipping. I use pirate ship that's integrated with big cartel. So you just hit the thing has all your orders. It gives you the best price on shipping nice. and pr- print your label, have the shipping bags, have the boxes for the records, um, you know, and be, be a little machine, you know, it's yeah. treated as a little side business. Um, and, you know, make sure your social media is good. Make sure you have good pictures, make sure you have decent recordings. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, don't stretch yourself too thin. Don't do a full length when you're a six month old band. Like, yeah, just, you know, do EPs, do singles until someone pays you to do a full length. That's how I, that's how I yeah. think of it. That's great. That's great advice. Cause you know, the one thing that you actually didn't even mention in there, which is, you know, I will say, cause everybody who's a musician first and foremost says the thing you need to do to get successful is make great music. And I will say, mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. But everything you just said, you didn't mention make great music once, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not, that's not how you make a career off of, of being a musician. And I'm not saying make bad music, like don't go out mm-hmm. and make shitty music. 
mm-hmm. make the music you're going to make, be creative, do all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. But all the other stuff you said is how you actually make it a career because right. you can make great music. And like you said, no one gives a shit. Never so, play a show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I, yeah. I would say learn how to write songs, but that's more of an individual thing than a band thing. We're talking about a band. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, learn to write songs, like listen to, listen to songs you love and when you're and, and and break them down that's what i tell people break down break down like something on the radio or your favorite band's biggest song or something and when i say break it down i mean like okay how long is the intro how long is the first verse pre-chorus second chorus oh the second verse happens to be half as long that's kind of cool yeah. you know and they skip the second pre-chorus all together all right cool oh then they did a quiet thing then the last chorus like just i'm not saying like rip that off or anything but but think about why you like that song. You know, it's got a good melody, good chords, whatever. But it moves. It has a flow. Yeah. Um, you know, that and lyrics, obviously. Um, make yeah. sure your lyrics are interesting, um, not just rhyming, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the that's before you start a band, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You need to get all that stuff kind of in order to yeah. make good music to get the band together then practice mm-hmm. your ass off i mean yeah obviously you got you got to have good players you know or or yeah. good players for the content that you're putting out yeah i think it was dave Grohl. he'd mentioned something one time like i think it was bruce he said bruce dickinson basically told him the rock and roll song formula it was like verse chorus chorus verse verse chorus and that's it like you just do that over and over you'll make every yep. song a hit he was like yeah so he's like for the first like two albums that's what he did or something i was like nice. that's oversimplifying dave but yes that sounds awesome <laughs> Yeah, I also like Dave's advice. He said, "He said, you know, when you're young, you just have to suck. Yeah, go in a garage with four other kids, and you can all suck, and then you'll put out music that sucks, and then you'll get better. Yeah, and then eventually don't be you afraid won't to suck. Don't be afraid to suck if you're young. Don't be afraid to suck. Yeah, exactly you know? right. Just put cool. out shit, have fun. You know. Yeah, I mean that's the best part of it is like you know there's there's nothing on earth that can replicate playing a live show. Like you mm-hmm. can't go do something else. Like maybe no. skydiving or something, I guess might be similar, yeah. but it's because you're not in control and you're not the one that created that. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. There's nothing like it. That playing your mm-hmm. own music in front of a live audience. It's, it's absolutely. It's there was to... somebody, uh, forget where I was, but I saw somebody singing along and I was like, huh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> It's we're you know we're not like a big band or anything, so we're not used to having a room full of people singing along. But there was one or two people like singing along to the words, and I was like, "Wow, that's cool! I wrote that in my garage, and you're singing yeah. it now at a show. That's yeah, awesome!" Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, even other piece when... of advice for uh, young there bands: is. it's more important to be in a band with really cool people than it is that they are the best at their instrument. I agree. Yep. Just cool people. If you don't get along, that band's not going to stick around. Yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta get along on the road. You gotta be you gotta be a family and. uh if you can't be that, it's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Right now, I want to actually play A Fool's Errand uh, so that okay. way people can check out, you know, at least one of the songs while while mm-hmm. they're listening to us talk about it. Um, it's from the new Fire Sale EP. I think it's of the same name, right? A Fool's Errand, 7-inch, that um, yeah. is out on Negative Progression Records from Memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Um, so do I have your full permission as, obviously, one of the artists in the band to play A Fool's Errand so that way Spotify and YouTube don't take me down and say, oh, you've, you violated our copyright laws? You can absolutely play it. All right, perfect. So we're going to go ahead and play A Fool's Errand. And after this, I'm going to be putting Pedro in the spotlight with some hot seat questions that you're not going to want to miss. The Powered by Rock podcast will be back right after this.
Welcome back to the Power by Rock podcast. I'm here with Pedro Aida from Fire Sale, and I'm going to be attempting to ask him some hot seat questions that might make him sweat or cringe or just baffle him. We'll see. Pedro, are you ready to be put in the spotlight? Here we go. I'm ready. All right. First question. Uh, this one's maybe going to put you in a little bit of a bit of a spot with the band members that you have. But out of all the bands that, you know, either are all the members of Fire present, past or present, I should say. What is your favorite band out of all of those? Because there's some pretty good, pretty good ones to choose from. Uh, my favorite band of any of the members, past or present, in Fire Sale? Yes. Face to face, easy. I thought you might say that. <laughs> Considering we just talked about how you played in a face to face tribute band for like a, a holiday festival thing. Yeah. All right. So now I will ask. Uh, what, the question I was going to ask, and I don't know if you're going to want to answer this or not, because I. I I truly believe that Scott Shiflett is a great bass player face to face. Like he's done a phenomenal job. I also believe that Big Choice probably still is my favorite album by Face to Face. So, do you believe that Matt Riddle era Face to Face is better than post Matt Riddle era Face to Face, or do you have a you have like best favorite parts from both of them? Um, I would say I uh, I love both of them. My favorite face-to-face album is the self-titled one, okay, with, which is with uh, Scott. Yeah, uh, but my second favorite one, I would say, is um, "Don't Turn Away." Okay, yeah. All right. So you got, you got... Like, as one of those like I love face-to-face, but I didn't have every record, and I don't know the entire catalog. Yeah, They're, like I never got that into Big Choice, I, except for certain songs. It was "Don't Turn Away," self-titled. Um, and then I was one of those kids that didn't understand ignorance is bliss. I was like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. Why are but, you putting this out? And it's like, oh, but it's now, actually just really good we're music. All older and we're like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh, their, the protection, the album they put out, I want to say 2016 or 2017, maybe after that, uh, is like one of my favorite, like punk records of the past five, 10 years. Yeah. And the last one that they put out, I can't even yeah. remember the name of it now was freaking awesome. Like it was just like yeah. up tempo, like fire the whole way. Farewell. Um, record from what from what the lyrics and stuff uh you know it's supposed to be their last record yeah yeah all right cool so now we did talk about some of the influences of the band but obviously within you coming into the band do you have any particular influences that the rest of the band may not be into or you know have heard of that kind of give you your own stamp on the band um I don't know if my if uh, the stuff I listen to that's not very much like what we collectively listen to is is bringing stuff to the to the table um, as far as fire sale goes. Yeah, um, you're not listening to Britney Spears on the side and being like, "That's where I get my harmonies from." <laughs> I love Britney Spears. I've seen her <laughs> twice. Nice, <laughs> but but uh, I don't. I wouldn't draw influence from that for our production. You know, it's just a whole different world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we talked about earlier, just maybe being in some of the newer stuff, some of the newer indie, you know, post-punk emo stuff yeah. might be a different thing than, um, than what, you know, collectively we have. Yeah. It's one of those things that like, when I talk to like a lot of like, I'll say diehard punk fans where like, they don't even know bands, rock bands outside of the punk genre. Most of the time I'm like, how do you right. only listen to punk music? Like, That's fucking insane. Like, yeah. I don't right. know everything about punk music, but like, I know mm-hmm. a decent amount. But like, I'm not going to sit here and like learn how every single band from the past 50 years of punk has been right. this, that, and another. I'm like, I'll take the highlights, right? Like, yeah, I didn't I'm, know all like, the bands. I, I'm like a, what do you call it? jack of all trades, master of none when it comes to music. Yeah, yeah. you know, I don't deep dive into bands, a single genre. I'm not an, I'm not a music encyclopedia. I'm the opposite. I, I don't retain information very well. <laughs> um, and I'm a, I'm more of a fan of, I've always said this, I'm more, I'm more of a fan of albums than I am of bands. Yeah. You know? Cause I, I'll listen to like, you know, I can say I love, you know, Blink 182's Dude Ranch and maybe one other album and play the shit out of it. And at the end of the day, not really consider myself a fan of the band, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, these two records and I think they're awesome, but you know, it's just, it, for, for me to latch onto a band, it has to be like, back-to-back just flawless records yeah yeah and it's funny that you mentioned that because like i'm not a, a huge green day fan by any means but i loved kerplunk and i loved insomniac which were 
kind of like yeah. the ones around Dookie, right? So it's like, yeah, Dookie came out. I was like, eh, Kerplunk was better, but everybody else was like, fuck, Dookie's awesome. And then Insomniac right. came out and it almost had no play. I mean, it had like a couple of, you know, brain stew. Yeah. That was but, a great record. Yeah. I thought it was better, like just better songwriting. I was like, this is a really good, like the songwriting on this is way better. And like the yeah. other one was just a pop song, a pop record. So I was like, yeah. this is better. Real pop record. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you've mentioned you've been in bands for years. You've played different shows. You've probably seen some crazy shit. So I'm going to ask you, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen while playing a show or on tour or recording that made you, you know, all the years of hard work pay off with just a story you could tell people when you're in a nursing home later? Um, well, we, <laughs> I've gotten to open for really cool bands and play some big stages in the past. Um, I, I play, uh, I've been playing this band called Fun Size for the past ten years or so, yeah. Uh, but we're not really an active band, so I don't. That's why I don't kind of bring them up on my roster because we will play like once every two or three years, yeah. Uh, and uh, but we got to open up for Blink One Eighty Two at a festival in twenty sixteen, um, so that was cool. And ironically, and by accident, Amberetta also opened that show. It was Fun, Fun Size, Amberetta, a couple other bands, and then Blink. It was like a little radio show thing festival oh, thing. like uh yeah yeah like yeah, a radio so, party yeah right so that wasn't really planned but <laughs> that was kind of cool um it, in 2004 i was in a band called river city high on a couple tours and we got to play on mtv live so that was kind oh, nice. of that was kind of a pinch me moment you know playing in the time Back when mtv played so, music man yeah exactly <laughs> you can't play that now like oh hey i played on mtv people are like that are under 40 are like what yeah how is that possible were you on a reality show (laughs) yeah that they play your band in the background of some like prank clip (laughs) like no no it was it was live and we had instruments and yeah (laughs) you know it was in the Times square studio with the big glass and shit yeah yellow car there it was cool (laughs) that's funny yeah Yeah, like i I mean there's lots of crazy shit that happens like um you know, like one time we were driving, I won't mention what band it is, but we were, we, we had met somebody at a show that said we could crash at their house and we drove, you know, we, we, we like went to a bar with them, hung out late. And then when it got late, it was like, all right, um, you know, thanks for letting us crash. Like, you know, we'll give you a ride and stuff. And it was, ended up being like an hour out of the way. Oh my God. And, and the closer we got to this person's house, the more they were kind of like, well, you know, let me let me actually make sure this is cool, you know? And it turns out it was with their parents. It was their parents' house who were absolutely not cool with it. And we're not cool with them even being out that late. Wow. What is this? Uh, so our, uh, so we kind of essentially just dropped this person off in this big, long driveway in the country and then proceeded to light off a bunch of fireworks as we pulled out. <laughs> so like we got this person in a trouble. You but they also took a and bullshitted us they wouldn't yeah. spend much money on the hotel after that yeah but that sucks yeah and back you know driving a van and trailer out of the way in hours you know a lot of gas money you can't afford yeah exactly plus then having to pay for a freaking motel like it would have been fine if you could just crash in their driveway or something and slept there yeah. but yeah exactly something safe not a shower or something but yeah yeah exactly that's very cool. Uh, so the question number four here, I'm going to give you a bit of a choose your own adventure question. So I'm going to ask you to tell me what question I should ask you because either no one has ever asked you it before or because you have something you want to get off your chest. Um, do I have to make up the question? Yes. I would, I would you know, I would want to answer more questions about uh, gear. <laughs> about I've gear? Like a- Review gear like oh, oh kind gear. Of I was like, dear, were you a hunter? This is a weird way to go. <laughs> Something like that, you know, like or how you like uh um you know how to deal with your kids and family while you know being gone, being busy. Nice. Um, that's always uh you know like what's the what's it like when you when you you know when you're when you walk off stage, yeah, you know, and you're back to reality. I mean, people don't realize that that how normal people's lives are yeah even yeah, it's even like everybody thinks that oh you're making music so you should be getting paid well enough to just do that yeah. right but then it's like everybody's going back to being coming like a bartender or something like that right yeah exactly yeah. i mean i've 
it's so funny when um, the Iron Roses were just in Europe last December, and we played in a sold-out arena two nights in a row, opening up for uh, the Broilers out there in Germany, huge yeah. Germany. And you know, it's like walk off stage, applause, lights, eight thousand people, and then you know you you get in your little van and you go to your little hostel. <laughs> you know, it's super quiet. You know. Uh, or the next night when you we got off stage and immediately went to the airport and had to sit in a McDonald's for eight hours, um, things like that. The not glamorous, exhausting side of it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's one thing to like, always want to be like a rock star, right? Like everybody's like, the, the vision is like, I want to be a rock star. I want to be famous. I want to play big shows. You can yeah. absolutely play big shows and still be totally broke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's special. You have to be able to play shows consistently to you know to have that be your career yeah you know exactly. big shows aired might help your band get a get a, a boost financially like oh we can you know pay for our flights now or hey we can rent a nicer van for this tour that kind of stuff or get a hotel um yeah but yeah ideally i mean the you know that's why i mean most people can't can't go through the period of you know uh i call it eating shit so when you're losing money before you're making money most 99% of people in this population could not go through that to yeah. in order to, um, and not just the money thing. It's like, sometimes it's not fun. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people don't like what they're listening to. It's like, sometimes well, sometimes, like somebody snores or somebody's little, little, uh, personality things or they're perfectly normal and in regular setting, but after weeks and weeks next to them, yeah. you start to be going to kill this person. Yeah. Stop chewing so goddamn loudly. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Dumb stuff like that. Which would happen to anybody if they were locked in a in a room with them for long enough. But yeah. Yeah. If you can do that and then two weeks later you're like, Oh hey, good to see you. Let's play more shows, then you know you're you're you with good people. Yeah. Well, I think Bill Murray once said something to the effect of like, if you think that you're in love with a person before you marry them, go on a like a six week holiday with them. Right. And if after six weeks you can still stand that person, then that's the person for you. It's kind yep. of the same with a band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll know. I mean, you know, then you'll know quick who you don't want to be in a van with for six weeks straight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you already smelled. This is getting worse, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you might have slept on floors and with stinky people, but I think we're all adults mm -hmm. now. We're like, I'm getting at least a couch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if not, I'm taking the cushions off the couch and I'm sleeping on that on the floor. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be comfortable, damn it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know and if I obviously, Well, yeah, you did. And then the, obviously the other part of that question was that you were talking about, uh, you know, leaving your family and, and going out and playing these shows and, and how that works. And, you know, obviously people in their 20s and their the teens, they're not going to have to worry about that unless they're having kids early. But it is a bit different when you you have a responsible, you know, you're responsible for other people in your life. Plus you have to, you know, maintain your passion for the music mm. it, it becomes one of those things and i think it's like you have to be totally uncomfortable in the setting that you're in in order to pursue your dream like it's uncomfortable to leave your family and kids but you do it because that's how the pursuit you know that's the passion that's right? how it is yeah that's if you're like is. hey I'm, i have a great job i have a great family life you're probably not going to go out and pursue a music career in my opinion right yeah i yeah. mean and lots of people that are weekend warriors and i think that's that's cool too. That's, that's perfectly fine. Um, like I said, you don't have to tour six months out of the year if you can't do yeah. it. Um, I know lots of people with corporate jobs and they just have a good PTO situation where they can take a couple weekends off or weeks, you know, weekdays yeah. off to do tours, you know, like a Thursday through Sunday thing, thing, like I said. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I am in, on the boat. I don't have a corporate job. I don't have a job at all. I, I just record music. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that's also tough. It's like, I don't want to get a job because then, you know, okay. Yeah. These six weeks are cool, but then I'm requesting off every other week or yeah. and then weeks at a time. It just doesn't work out. Um, and you know, I've bartended before and it's great side gig. Um, you know, I've done gig work here and there, but, um, I've been fortunate that the, you know, when, when the studio is doing well, it's, it really, um, provides good income for while, while I'm home. Yeah. And you're in the um, studio now and, and you showed me around yeah. and that's the kind of cool stuff. Like, you know, you're showing even like the lights, you're like, Hey, look at these lights and look at the, you know, so I'm like, yeah. I was on the, on the, on my client's uh, tab to, uh, to do the, do this interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
but yeah, it's, it's, you know, like, for example, I, my, um, I'm playing and, uh, uh, not next, next week I'm going on a tour with Iron Roses. We're leaving Wednesday through Sunday. And, you know, that's been, that's, that's one of the reasons why I couldn't play the Ambrato show. Yeah. Uh, but you know, what actually stings more than that is I'm missing my, my daughter's, uh, elementary school graduation. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, it's tough. Um, but you know, and I was like, damn it, I can't, I can't back out of these shows now. We have, you know, we've, we have a booking agent, we have management. Yeah. Uh, the band has some debt we need to pay off. So we need to make money at these shows that we have guarantees at. Um, you know, there's five other people in the band that are already booked their trips and, yeah. you know, and then they announced the fucking graduation with two weeks notice, you know, it's like, <laughs> I could have planned around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, you know, and I, you know, and I, yeah, I talked to my daughter. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be there. I know you wanted me to be there. And, uh, you know, mom, I'll send pictures and videos. And, yeah. uh, and luckily the week after we're going on a family trip. So it's like, we'll be together for like five days after that. So, yeah, nice. um, those are the little, that's the, that's a minor, thing, you know, like I've missed my friend's weddings. Um, you know, I've missed, I'm missing my, uh, you know, my, my brother had a, had a baby recently and I'm the godfather and I'm missing the baptism, which is like the whole point of, yeah. <laughs> like, aren't you supposed to be the one standing right there? But that, yeah. I was like, well, you know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't consulted when they scheduled it. I would have suggested a different date, yeah. but, uh, but you know, things like that, you know, and I'll, I'll miss my friend's weddings again because this is what I signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, last hot seat question. Uh, this is a question I've been asking a, a lot of musicians lately. What four musicians would you put on your personal Mount Rushmore of musicians, either for being influential or just your favorites, but four individual musicians? They don't have to be playing a band together. Like it okay. could be three drummers and one singer, but right. like four individual musicians. Well, my favorite singer-songwriter is Jason Isbell. Okay. Me and my wife religiously listen to his stuff. He put out a new single today. We'll see him anytime he's within a couple hundred miles of Richmond, if not further. Um, and as far as he would definitely be on there as a guitarist, singer, and songwriter. Okay. Um, I would probably do. See, that would be one of those things that I don't think that like Matt and Chris might not necessarily yeah. like listen to, for example. Right. And like, like Chris loves reggae. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you wouldn't know that, but he loves reggae. Uh, I yeah. would do that. I would do, let's see. The hot seat is getting hotter. I see I, you're uh, like pulling the collar, getting a little sweaty. <laughs> I have to look at my Spotify, uh, <laughs> five recent plays to be like, oh yeah, yeah, of course that band. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me do. Uh, I will do Scott Shiflet on bass. Okay. Uh, just because you know I'm in the band with with Matt. Yeah. Readily. Weird. Put him on there. Yeah. Um, like Matt, not at all, but Scott for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I do, uh, let's see, um, a space, I guess I can do other stuff. Um, Jim Atkins from Jimmy world. Nice. Uh, just, he's like, they are, they are, that band is a prime example of, of simplicity just with good songs. Yeah. None of them are shredding, doing stuff like that. I mean, um, so I'll put Jim Atkins and then I would probably, let's see on drums. I want to say, oh, Dave Grohl. Yeah. There you go. That'd be. Yeah. Well, just because I love simple, hard-hitting drums. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously a man of many talents, he could easily be the lead singer in that band and play yeah, the guitar exactly. as well. <laughs> and just a great person. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, he's he's I actually. Met I met him a long time ago. He's from Virginia. I met him, uh, actually, I was in Arizona, but we talked about being from the same. Um, he's from Fairfax, Virginia, which is where yeah. I grew up. Yeah, I know he grew yep. up in like DC area and stuff like that, and so yeah, yep, very cool. West of DC, yep, yep. I mean, the ones that I have, I actually have Dave Grohl on mine. I have uh, Neil Peart from Rush as drummer because I'm the guy is a god on drums. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't, mm -hmm. I wish he would never die, but you know that's what happened. But yep. uh, Tim Casher from Cursive, and then uh, Joey Cape from Legwagon, and actually yep. even more than Legwagon, I really like Bad Astronaut so much that I was like, this guy is okay. like a phenomenal singer songwriter. And everything he's done in his solo career has been amazing too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are like my four. So, nice. um, it's it wouldn't be a very good band because they would all be like, "Who's who's going to play bass?" And like, no, right. it's not happening. <laughs> uh, I bet you yeah. Joey. Cape. What was that? I bet you Joey Cape would play bass. He's a nice guy. 
Yeah, he probably he'd probably be like, whatever. I'll I'll just go over here in the corner. Yeah. Don't worry about me. <laughs> All right. Well, the spotlight is off. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes to kind of wrap things up and see what Pedro and Fighter Sale have coming up in the near future. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Reverend Guitars embodies the idea that every run of scorching lead and every roll of finger-picked twang deserve the same passion and commitment to quality. Whether you're selling out arenas or playing in your living room, we know that what makes an instrument powerful is when players wield them to create something remarkable. A melody that moves mountains, a riff that just won't quit. We want to be there in your hands when that happens. For us, that means staying true to what we believe. Somewhere along the road of electric guitar history, it became a crazy idea that guitar makers should craft guitars with the same sense of purpose and passion, whether they're played in a bedroom or an arena. If that's a wild idea, then we're in the right place. Carrying six strings and an attitude, and we're in good company. Reverend Guitars, well played. Running your own music career is incredibly difficult. Trying to get people to like, share, comment, listen, follow, it's all just overwhelming. Most musicians give up before they ever achieve success, and that's the worst. If you're looking for a better way to grow your music career, head to DIYRockCareer.com for some absolutely free training. It costs you nothing, and it could be the difference between hitting your goals and quitting your dream. Go to DIYRockCareer.com today by clicking the link below this episode. Then I lost my way. Welcome back to the Power by Rock podcast. I'm here with Pedro from Fire Sale to talk about what's on the horizon for the band this year. So let's talk about what you guys have coming up. Obviously, we've talked about what you have with some of your other bands coming up, but I know you have the, the music video for Fool's Aaron. Mm -hmm. uh, you said it's June 9th. Uh, do you guys have any shows? Because obviously that would be a, uh, a, a kind of a newer thing for the band. We don't have any shows scheduled right now just because we're all different parts of the country. Yeah. Um, but we are uh, have been working on um, uh, getting the, the ball rolling, per se, on on try to on next year, try to get on some festivals, do some weekenders, some yeah. flight days. Um, you know, we fly to L.A., do like like we went to Dallas and did the, 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 the show there and the video and stuff. We're thinking about, you know, doing that in each one of our locations. Nice. Uh, so we'll go do some stuff and, you know, where Matt's from in L.A. Uh, we'll do some stuff here in the East Coast uh, when they come here. Um, and I have the studio so we can do some recording. You know, try to make it more than just play a couple of shows, like do a photo shoot or something. Or yeah. Video. Um, and that's kind of the, the tentative plan for the next couple of years. Um, we are in the process of working on the next single um similar to this one we'll do another seven inch with two new songs nice. um with a single and a b-side and uh those songs you know um those are songs we played at the show uh line up you know pretty well with what people have already heard yeah um classic fire sale <laughs> yeah so when you guys play a show is it like because obviously you don't have a huge song set list right but like are you guys playing putting like throwing a couple covers in there or something as well um well, actually, we yeah, we only have a limited amount of music released, but we actually have like a full <clears throat> record of songs ready to okay. go for a while. Um, we've we probably have it, I want to say over 10 songs at least, maybe 12 or so. Um, you know, including the older stuff you've you've heard. Um, yeah. and we yeah, we we're pretty much ready to do the next few few singles. Um, but um, we just have to, you know, for example, everyone's already recorded their parts, we just have to put them together and set them off gotcha. to the blasting room for mixing and mastering. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, our drummer, Matt, see, everything we do is with program drums to write. And then Matt, our drummer, Matt Morris, he has his own little studio in his house, so he records the drums. Uh, and then I'll, I'll edit them a little bit, and then we'll send them off to mixing and mastering. Nice. Yeah. But, it's it's, it's uh, crazy that you can replace a drummer to some extent with just a computer program these but, days, and they're like, I hate you guys. No, but then they actually go and record them. <laughs> But yeah, we have the music video coming out um, June 9th. Um, and after that, we'll work on some new singles and hopefully some shows. Very cool. And then obviously we'll put uh, the the link to the music, the the seven inch, all that stuff below the episode here. But do you have anything that you else that you want to do or any shout outs that you want to give before we, you know, say bef before we go today? Um, shout out to the bandmates. Yeah. Matt, Matt and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Boris, Riddle, and Tony. Hope you guys are doing well and your families are doing well. Can't wait to hang out again. We had a good time together. Yeah. We're just meeting. We had a good time. Uh, just, you know, just just uh, drank some beers and ate some food and, you know, played some music. It was cool. Shot the shit and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just it was it's cool to because uh, you know even even being in a band together, we haven't talked that much together besides some text threads. Yeah, it's cool to you know I got a lot of Matt Riddle stories from face to face and noise her name and Pulley, so that was cool. You know, Bluetooth uh, connected. Yeah. I mean, and, it's just uh, weird that he's been like in these bands with like you know some of the most yeah. iconic. Iconic I mean, like kind of you know, knowing, being in a band with him in this capacity has been like kind of crazy, like pinch me kind of thing. Like yeah. if you told seventeen year old me or twenty five year old me that this was going to happen eventually, I'd, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. Uh, but then to actually meet in person and 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 you know get his vibe and and hear stories and you know it's like wow, like we ended up becoming like brothers you know like yeah. all four of us versus just being sort of like online friends you know yeah well and, you, and the other thing is you're fronting the band too which is like kind of an even more pinch me moments like if, sure if you were playing like guitar in a band with matt riddle right not, yeah not you're just kind of over there it'd be a different him, thing him kind of you know he's he he had a lot of nice things to say about the writing and the melodies so that was cool for him to like to to be on board you know yeah that was a bigger thing you know so um so yeah that was uh that's uh my shout out to the bandmates. Very, very cool. Last question before we go. I always ask this of everybody. What one new music, like one new artist, one new album, one new song, uh, basically from this year, would you recommend people go check out? Now, this is powered by rock, so in the rock genre of some sort. Um, and I know, obviously, you're in other bands, which we've talked about yeah. already, so they can go check out that stuff for sure. <laughs> I will say... Um, uh, check out if you like classic pop punk i would check out crooked teeth crooked teeth um yep out of la area um my former bandmate from shot clock emma um has been playing with crooked teeth for the last you know i want to say year or more uh she moved out to la recently um actually about a year ago and they have been kicking ass writing recording touring nice. all all independent no management no label and they, you know, they're kicking ass. So I would say give them a give them a shout. Nice. Crooked Teeth. I'll have to check them out. I haven't heard of them yet. So that's why I like to ask for recommendations because I'm like, I, I always like to hear new music. And that's why this whole thing was created to, like, highlight independent musicians and stuff. So oh, good people. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I want to thank you so much today for being here, Pedro. Um, obviously, from Fire Sale, go check out the show notes below this to see the social media, the music links, get the, you know, 7-inch, all that stuff. And also remember that Powered by Rock podcast is powered by our listeners. So to show us some support, please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also click below to make a donation to the podcast. Definitely not necessary, but it helps us keep making this thing with some awesome guests like Pedro here. You can see the full video interview on YouTube and Spotify as well. If you want to check out some of our awesome content and our merch or gear, head to PoweredByRock.com to see what's good there. That's our show for today. Until we see you again for the next episode, rock on. i